Hi, this is Scott Johnson, host of The Instance, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. So are you guys ready to see Gigi Edgeley and David Franklin? Gigi Edgeley is best known as Chiana from Farscape. Woo! She actually was nominated for a Saturn Award for her role in that show. And she is going to be joined by David Franklin, who was the awesome Lieutenant Bracca. Oh, he started as a lieutenant. <laughs> and they're going to come on stage, so let's give them a huge round of applause, everybody. Gigi Edgeley and David Franklin. yourselves coming to get ya. Thanks for having us. Is this anybody's first convention? <gasps> David, really? we have some convention virgins, virgins in the house. I love virgins. It's time to pop their cherry. The time has come. No, I was going to say something really bad then, but I had to pull back, pull back. Pull back, keep it nice, keep it nice. <laughs> keep it nice, Gigi. Good luck. Can we have the, ha- the house lights up a little, little bit so we can see you? Uh, hello. Oh, hey. So how's Arizona been treating you two? Oh, hello. Hi. How are you? Hi, Jenny from the block. This is Jenny from the block. That's probably not how the tune goes. No. No. <laughs> no. No. And the, it's really not worth signing anything that we've said so far. Um, <laughs> Rest your hands. Rest your hands. When did you get here? Me? Yeah. I got here on Thursday. Oh, are you feeling rested? Yes, I am. I'm having a, I love this convention. This is my favoritist convention, seriously. Favoritist. Fantastic. Favoritists. Favoritists. English is my second language. <laughs> So how long has it been since you two have seen each other? Too, Too long. long. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, how long is it? I'm just kidding, I thought David. You I, I thought you might have matured as a person. No. No. What? Me? Mature? Uh, anyway. Oh, uh, you, you and Jenny. <laughs> um, um, were Dragon Con. No. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't you? That wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> Dear. Uh, where was it then, before it's Dragon Con? Years. Really? Yes. You look amazing. Yeah, you too. Thank doesn't you. She, seriously, doesn't she look fantastic? Stop. What? <laughs> um, I got in, uh, I haven't seen David for a couple of years, but I adore David. He took me under his beautiful wing when I moved to Los Angeles and helped me organise my green card and illegally smuggled me into the country. So it's I owe my him fault. my life and my firstborn. <sighs> I'll get on to that <laughs> in a couple of years. But I only flew in, like I got in at like uh, midnight uh, last night, this night, last night. And then all your lifts, in the lifts in the Hyatt were broken. <laughs> so well, I'd flown in from um, Sydney to Honolulu and I was thinking maybe I could possibly lose a bag accidentally in Honolulu. <laughs> and then um, had a four-hour stopover in Honolulu and then came here and arrived to all these security and police, and I went, oh, crap, they've already caught me, and I have, haven't even entered the building. And then it took about an hour to get upstairs, and then when I got upstairs, I was like, oh, I think I need a beverage. So then I headed down to the bar for a second and then went back upstairs, and then I think I got to bed about 3.30 because of jet lag. And here we are, looking fresh as daisies. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep. Oh, such a good well. two-shoes. <laughs> I have a drinking problem. Well, I'm sure there's some people here that want to ask you some questions about Farscape. What? So if you want to line up, we've got a microphone that's over here on the left side of the stage. Where? Where? 
Oh, look. Spotlight. I love the way And we have to make this talk really good because I just was t- informed that you, you guys are allowed to carry guns. <laughs> All right, so no pressure, David. Dance, dance. <laughs> so if you guys want to ask a make question. <laughs> if you guys want to ask a question for David or for Gigi, if you'll just step over to the microphone, we'll make a line. And uh, before we start No questions. With, Let's go, David. <laughs> no pressure. Before we start with uh, guest questions, I yes. had a couple questions for you guys. Certainly. Uh, that man's wearing funny shoes. He's not wearing any underwear. Oh. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. What are those That's your shoes? your way of saying hello. <laughs> what? What? Haven't you seen these before? Honestly. Don't your toes get all sweaty? They would be less sweaty because obviously you don't have stinky feet I guess like they don't me. have those in Australia. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Thank you, pardon. Sorry, sorry, Jenny. Sorry, Jenny. Sorry, we easily distracted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are funny looking though. Uh, what do you guys remember most about your roles in Farscape as Braca and Chiana? David. I remember being zipped into my costume and being with double-sided tape. I remember that. <laughs> Getting a free waxing each time I took it off. And I remember it not fitting when, I, when they did it when they went to Peacekeeper Wars. It was like putting on a, like, they, they, I could, couldn't get it done up. And then they, the belt wouldn't fit. Yeah, I got fat. I just slipped straight into mine. <laughs> well, but what about the makeup? <laughs> Didn't the makeup what take did, quite did, a bit well, of time? I didn't complain about my makeup. You hear it, me, 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 makeup, makeup. I know, but that's because you're beautiful and they didn't have to do anything to you. Ten solid minutes in the chair. Three and a me. half hours every day. Ten minutes, three and a half hours. What does that tell you? <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, what, I, what do I remember about Chiana? Probably that she was the most courageous character I've ever played and a complete space trollop. <laughs> Ben used to call her a space trollop with a good heart, so I like that, that end bit. <laughs> uh, but I adored her. Some of my favourite moments was flying and doing all the wire work and everything because that's that so cool. Fun. So cool. And I'd, like, purposefully muck up a take and go, oh, I think we better go again. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I, I remember thinking at the beginning that Bracker was going to be... Um, vaporized at the end of each episode because <laughs> I was I, I came in they were I replaced somebody because they were they didn't think their chemistry was right and I was just going episode to episode at the beginning so was I and I had no idea what was but it must happen. have been because we were so amazing yeah, just, I, I guess just loved <laughs> I guess I can't think of anything else <laughs> we're cheap I'll do that <laughs> that's done sure I'll do that no, yeah, so I honestly had no idea what was... And I, I got, like, less than 24 hours notice about doing the show. I had, and I had Before you... Yeah, it went on. Oh. I had no idea what the show it, was. It was pretty full on, and, and we didn't have any idea of the fan following or anything. Oh, I, no. Ben said to me, like, on my second day on set, he's like, hey, you know, if you want to check out the fans, you know, log on to the site. And I'm like, what a wanker. <laughs> what is he on about? And then I logged onto the site. I'm like... Oh, my goodness. Because in Australia, we don't really have it. Well, now it's growing, the sci-fi um, fanatics. But, uh, but back then, it was just... And also in Australia, it's all about the tall poppy syndrome. So if anyone's sort of made it, we're the first people to cut each other down kind of thing, which I think is why Australians have such a really strong work ethic. And um, when I logged onto the site, I was completely blown away. And in the very first sci-fi convention, and they pick us up in a limousine, and we got flown business class, and we got our makeup done. We stood out there, and the look on all our faces is like, we're more freaked out than you guys were, because we had no idea, none. So it's very special, and thank you guys for... Yes, for your support. Yeah, loving and adoring us and feeding us, and we really wouldn't be sitting here right now, obviously, if it wasn't for you guys. So, massive respect. Yeah, it's your fault. (laughs) You take the rap. (laughs) Uh, I remember the... Thank you. I remember the first time, like, I met a fan here, and she was a a waitress, and I was so much more excited than she was. (laughs) And she said, I've, I've got to get back to work now. I go, yeah, but she was so, I was so Do you want excited. another autograph? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you. 
David, Jim, Jim, David. Jim Henson's productions were pretty prevalent in the Farscape show. What was it like working with the puppetry? Well, David can be a little wooden sometimes, so <laughs> but I, I wouldn't describe him as like thin eyes, thin eyes, thin eyes, lady. <laughs> Amazing, full on, wasn't it? Like you walk onto that set and you completely hundred percent. You end up re relating. To, the, to, to that froggy cane toady Maybe thing. even more than some of the actors. No, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Ride was phenomenal, yeah. pilots, and then it was really cool oh when you God. got guesties on. Sorry, you go back. <laughs> Did you? Well, of course you know. But, uh, pilots, huge. When I, because I, I think I, before I went onto the set, because I, I never had anything to do in that world, with that world, and I'd seen a, a, an episode or two, and I thought pilot was like, this big and then I went on set and went whoa it took like six people to to work him it's amazing yeah and the best thing was is that under like pilot where the guy like there was one guy that stood in his body and then there was about three or four puppeteers I yeah. think that worked his arms on together. either side so down below the um, control panels they have all these like stickers and naughty things and stuff because mm. the puppeteers used to get kicked sat on, run over, you know, they always got completely trampled because, you know, we're so involved acting with the animatronics that we're not thinking about the poor people that we're standing on top of underneath, underneath us. But I remember the first time I worked with Rigel, um, slab! The first time I worked with Rigel, the, his voice didn't actually come from Rigel. It, it came from a puppeteer who was on the side of set. And eventually uh, they had yeah. the, the, a speaker in him, so the, the voice came from him. But also it's not the original voice of Rigel, it's just the puppeteers. And then Jonathan Hardy would come in and revoice it afterwards. So um, there was, it was the one where she goes, yes, shut up, Toad, or whatever, when, in Dirk Returns, when I jump on top of him and put the pillow over his face. And he's like, mm, you know, making all these noises and stuff. And then the puppeteer talks, so halfway through I'm like, Hey, Toad, listen here, blah, 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 blah. And then the guy re reacts, and I'm like, like I said, listen here, like this. And they're like, no. And you're literally straddling two puppeteers at the same time. It's all very glamorous show business, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, but the, all in all, the creatures were just phenomenal. And when you saw them on the side of set and they didn't have someone working them, it was quite heartbreaking because you do create a really strong emotional bond with them, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, Farscape was really known for their elaborate sets. Do you feel like you were blessed to be able to have some of the, the sets that you were working on, uh, season two and beyond? What about season one? I missed the question. Um, yeah, what's the question? I was just back in Australia there. <laughs> Come again, so, Jenny. Uh, about the sets? Sorry, sorry, Jenny, from the... I can't even speak. Well, I know that on the set of the show... You guys had a lot of props, and you had the puppetry, and you had a lot of um, some just the special effects and the makeup and everything, and that was really not seen in a show like Farscape for a long time. Oh, so you, you how did you feel about being part of something like that? All right. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And the best thing about it is that you get to play an alien in, an alien in space, so you can interpret that however Any way you want. You want. And, and <laughs> Quite clearly we did. <laughs> like, okay, and, she's going to be like this. <laughs> whatever choice you make, it's like, this is the right choice. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and the, like literally you lived and worked on a spaceship and you would rock up and you'd be working with these beautiful sets and these amazing animatronics and Ginny and I I think went through several identity crises because crises crisis we had some problems crises <laughs> crises because uh, you would see we would see ourselves as aliens more than humans for like four years so you wake up in the morning and it's dark it's like 3 30 in the morning you get picked up you go to set three hours later you know you're not really staring at yourself in the mirror three hours later you're a alien and then you know the days would go range from 12 to 16 hour days five days a week so after four years of constantly looking <laughs> at yourself in the mirror and you're always this creature it was quite bizarre to finally be 
unveiled as a human and have to work, a, you know, be a, the next role I did was a girl next door on an Australian television series. And now I look at some of the old scenes and stuff that I did and I can definitely see Chiana oh, pop wow. out every now and then. Like a human doesn't move. <laughs> no wonder. Not if, the they're, not if they're medicated correctly. <laughs> I remember talking about like the, the makeup and prosthetics at the rap party on season one. I came in right at the end of season one. Um, I met this guy at, 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 the, at the rap party. And went, oh, hello, I'm David. And it was um, Wayne Pygram, who I'd worked with for like two or three episodes. I had no idea it was him. The same thing happened Cause, with Ant and I. Because he's made up at, you know, Wayne was always, always made up by, and... I would leave, and he'd have to take his makeup off. I never saw him out of his makeup, so, I, and I didn't realise I knew him. Oops. Sorry, go on. Oh no, I was just going to say the same thing happened with Anne. He's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Who's this weird, tall guy with peroxided hair?" So yeah, you know, what are isn't you doing this weekend? I'm like, "Isn't it weird? Who like, are you?" Who are you? <laughs> that was like that with with Rebecca, yeah. um, Commandant Grazer. Uh, and we had a really good good rapport on set, but she was we were always she was always in the booby make you know the was it the milky breast the milky breath the milky ways, <laughs> and um, that was weird getting used to Rebecca, and and she, because she'd go hey like that it's like why are you being so so come on and fresh with me you know I don't recognise you unless I see <laughs> yeah, your tits show me your tits. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's you. It's all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Identification complete. Identification. <laughs> <laughs> Scanning breast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we should start taking questions from the audience. If you want to step up to the microphone and ask Gigi and David a question. Is it about breasts? <laughs> there are a lot of breasts in that show. <laughs> there are. Um, I just wanted to say, Gigi, I love the physicality that you brought to Chiana, like her posture, because she's so alien, but you can still relate to her and sympathize with her, even though she like doesn't act or look human at all. And I just love that about you and about sci-fi. And um, my question was that Farscape is such a strange and kind of dreamlike show a lot of the time. I was wondering if you ever had, both of you ever had like a Farscape-related dream, because it was so weird, and if it like ever embedded itself into your psyche and like yeah, I, became a dream i think once you start working on a show because you're you live and breathe it so intensely that you, I, I, i'd have lots of dreams and i don't think any of them are appropriate to say at this <laughs> juncture david oh dargo <laughs> dargo <laughs> <laughs> It's not safe. Take it away from me. I, I can't remember any any dreams. That's a good question, though. I can't, no, I can't. Unlike what's her face. <laughs> You're amazing. Good answer, David. Shut up. <laughs> Should I make something up? Should I lie? Yeah, Should it. I lie to my people? You can make my up people. a dream. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I suppose you can thank me for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Dave. You're welcome. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is for Gigi. Um, I missed you last year. I wanted you to be here last year so bad, so we did miss you. What about me? You weren't planned to be here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But I have the box set, and I watch the commentary, and, and Ben talks about his nickname Pip for you, and it's actually what I call my son from another mother. And how do you feel about that nickname, and what does it mean to you? Well, that's really random because actually when I was little, my nickname was Pip. And then he said, called me that on set one day. And I thought, how on earth did he figure that out? But I think it has something to do with great expectations. Um, but so I wondered about the relationship, kind of brother, sister. And then a little incestuous. And, yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you something that was quite bizarre is that because um, he's such a handsome man. I still get quite nervous doing all the kissy-kissy, lovey-dovey, weird stuff that you have to do as an actress. And, she, and uh, the first time we had a little moment and I had to kiss Crichton, I kissed him. And he goes, oh, you just put your tongue in my mouth. 
And I went, it says Chiana kisses Crichton. And he goes, yeah, but you, you like licked my lip. And I went, or oh, how do you kiss? I didn't know, because I'm very method. I don't know how to kiss with, so it was kind of bizarre. Um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, he was amazing. Ben in one of the auditions, I think I was like three or four auditions in because it was pretty intense, the audition process. And the same kind of thing happened with me is that literally I didn't know. They sort of said, oh, are you ready for tomorrow? And I went, what's that, another makeup test? And they went, no, we'll pick you up at, you know, four in the morning and you're good to shoot. I'm like, shoot what? They went, well, Farscape. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of how I found out, which is the same with wow. my character being ex- extended as well. She was only meant to be there for one episode and then they, they kept her on and, and it was literally, I wouldn't know until I opened up that like a, a new script would be given to me. I went, why? And then I flicked through it and I'm like, oh, and there she is. She's made it, I've snuck into another script. So, uh, but my relationship with good old Crichton was fantastic because he... In, in one of the final auditions, he said, look, just go with me here. And I was like, what does that mean? And then the director walks in and whatever. And so instead of doing the scene, like halfway through the scene, he just starts improvising. And I was like, what the frell? <laughs> to put it politely. And he just worked me and he knew how to push my buttons and it kind of was a good relationship. And I think because I was a fair bit younger too, he knew how to ground me and I knew how to just screw with him you know I thought oh this guy you know this American guy yeah lead of the show all right buddy let's do it <laughs> and uh, but he always used to try and hold me down in scenes I don't know if you've noticed it but that scene where um he in Decker returns and he picks me up by the crutch and throws me over his f- head and lands on me that wasn't in there he goes I need to pin you down because what's all this crap you know, look me in the bloody eye and give me the answer that I need from this scene. So that's when he was sitting on top of me. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like this, is it, buddy? <laughs> so we had a good working relationship. And the, one of the most interesting things about Ben, too, is that the John, John Quixote was so trippy, that episode. I always thought he was really straight, straight, yeah. straight, straighty 180, and then he brings out this bizarre trippy Taka script and I was like oh man you were completely screwed in the head <laughs> I love you <laughs> you're one of our kind <laughs> thank you so much for coming thanks for having us oh and I also just want to say quickly thanks sorry for not being here last year I got an Australian sh- shut up David <laughs> David I, I got an Australian show called Tricky Business which was really amazing and it's just hard being an actor because you never know no. when you're working, if you're working, when that's going to be. Is it going to be a night shoot? Is it going to be a day shoot? They can call you up at any time. So I, I apologise immensely for not being here, but I promise to make it up to you now. Yay. Now I'm all blushing. <laughs> and you will make it up. <laughs> yes. Please um, ask. I was wondering... Being Chiana, you had to dress up in all that makeup and really actually take on the character and look like her. But what was it like working in the makeup and the costume? Like, how was it different from just acting without all that? Oh, amazing. Because, you know, you get so much attention. Like, all day, people just play with you. You know, they fix your lips, they fix your hair, they come and check your eyes, they check your... Ma- so then the show after that, where I had to be a human, they do your makeup half an hour in the morning and they don't touch you all day. And I'd be walking up to the makeup artist going, <laughs> touch me. <laughs> so it's very cool. I love it and it makes you feel brave because you know what it's like when you guys dress up. You just, you're a different character and you're... Uh, as soon as I have the the Chiana on, you know, a whole different side would just completely... She was such a slut when she she was was. Chiana. (laughs) To put it politely. (laughs) Really, though. (laughs) How did you feel in all your makeup? In all my my 10-minute makeup. Uh, Or were you just you? No, I just put on on my suit. Zipped yourself up. But when I first went went to work... um, it must have been like having kids. You know, the first, the first kid um, 
it gets gets really mollycoddled, and then they, they you know you've read all the books and. By the time I came into the show, I was like, I got, got interviewed the day before and then thrown on set the next day. I was like, yeah, you'll do. Probably because you're so bloody good. Oh, you're so like, he's amazing. Yeah. You're hired. And I had, like, a sci-fi show, right? So you think, that's me, like, amazing outfit. I had rubber galoshes and, like, Fletcher Jones black pants. It was, like, very un, now, un-sci-fi. Yeah, and, but then we got Terry Ryan got into it and made an excellent costume. Which looked stupid. No, it was really, it really did inform, not the first costume, but it did inform the character because it was, I couldn't move. It was so, it was so tight and it had these stupid epaulette things. So it looked like I had a pole up my, I would walk like I had a pole up my. Tell us how you really feel though, David. A pole up my behind. So that informed the, that, it actually did inform the character. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how that, and that carried on as I got promoted, that still, still the, the same attitude, yeah. <laughs> and that came from the costume. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I know that you've done that show for a long time. So after doing that show, did you ever feel like, uh, like in public, you just mess up and say something from that show? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> like. It's good being able to swear with 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 a with in a in a foreign Farscape language. That's very handy. <laughs> See, you you know, because because you can get it out without Nobody offending understands. too many people. <laughs> I always manage to offend someone. Don't worry. Yeah, but I don't count. Jeez, so. <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever said like a frell or dran accidentally um i don't i every now and then though i think the only time when i've ever go into character and stuff is apparently around like after a few beverages which you may witness later on be afraid <laughs> is that i go into a, a very clear english accent <laughs> so it's not really even a character that i've ever played before and someone goes are you english and i'm like no <laughs> I just do it so I don't spit on people's faces when I'm speaking loudly in a pub. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but and then my husband's Minnesotan, so every now and then, like random words, I sound a bit American, but that's not really a character. I think it's just picked up from my lifestyle because our dog's called MacGyver. But if we go MacGyver, the dog won't come. You got to go MacGyver. <laughs> I'm not joking. And my sister and brother walk in and they're like, why hasn't the bloody dog come? I'm like, where's he going to go MacGyver? <laughs> and he's like, hmm? <laughs> Thank you. Given the imbalance thus far, I was trying to think of a, a, a David Franklin-centric question, and I couldn't. Yeah. So. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> it just hurts, that's all. Uh, I've got to be honest. As a, as a casual fan, I, I haven't watched the commentaries and all that, so I, I, I fear I must apologize to the, to the true fans. Back for, of the line! Yeah, for asking something Get out! That, that perhaps has been answered before. But uh, as has been alluded to, uh, Chiana, uh, as you played her, was uh, a very physical character. There was a lot of alien body language and movement and uh, a, a very otherworldly sort of inflection cadence and so forth. Uh, And in sci-fi, alien characters uh, often rely on their makeup and prosthetics to to do the heavy lifting for them to convey that sort of alienness. And I was wondering, when it came to the Chiana character, how much of of that performance uh, was generated by you, uh, Ms. Edgeley, and Where are you from? You've got a very yeah, nice accent. Where is this from? Are you just from Phoenix? Uh, Not I... just from. <laughs> That's what's wrong. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> are you from Phoenix? I, I am from Minnesota. Oh, that's why I've got a bit of a crush. Uh, yeah, she's instant crush. My husband's from... Oh, don't you Minnesota. know? Minnesota. You well, betcha. You Minnesota. Betcha. <laughs> I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way, so That's I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Keep rubbing. <laughs> what? Sorry, question? Gigi. Uh, oh, the movements. Well, that's what happens when you have vodka shots for breakfast. It's just like this. <laughs> no. 
when uh, originally in the very first make a first few auditions, they never really mentioned that she was going to be covered in all this makeup. And then they did the makeup test, and she, uh, this creature started appearing. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I've grown up watching the Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, and I just adore that mm, characters. And they're all so kind of, you know, they're completely out of this world. And I thought, it's not every day you get invited to play an alien, so why not just completely, you know, find something bizarre and creepy and crazy about her? And I just thought, because she's always on the run and she's always looking for the quick escape and, you know, she should be on a, she should be ready to run at any time. So that's kind of where she came from. And then the contact lenses, as a lot of you guys know, were tunnel vision, so I, you kind of had to move a little bit like that as well, so it all kind of made sense. And because she was a bit of a sexy mama, I just thought, what? If you just make keep her very slow and kind of breathe people in and and then that's kind of interesting to because you kind of want to go in that direction then when you see someone like uh, being very sort of still and watching and you know there's kind of something about you that is intrigued by that but I think the one thing that really helped with those eyes they were just so beautiful they were just big black pools of who knows what so yeah I just kind of found her through through the makeup and through the whole entire look of, of Chi and I'm a big fan of the Hensons so I'm just like let's let it rip. <laughs> I should add as just a slight aside to, to Mr. Franklin that uh, I was always rooting for more screen time for you. You were always better than any of the main villains. So. Oh! Don't you love that short, sweet and punchy. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank, thank you both for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you Minnesota. Thank <laughs> He can stay. He can stay. You're in. All right, you're in. <laughs> David, I have a question from my husband. Where, where's your husband? Why can't oh, he ask? He's home. No. He's dead wood. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about him. No. After 53 years, he can stay there. <laughs> he, he would like to know... Yes. Did Rocca ever get it on with Peacekeeper Barbie? Peacekeeper Barbie? Uh, was that Do you remember Peacekeeper Barbie? Which was Peacekeeper Barbie? When Crichton was being tortured, with the needle going to his eye, and she's there doing the dials. Um, the one with the... The uh, blue hair? Imogen, Imogen that didn't last. The girl that was on for, like, one ep or yeah. two ep. Mm -hmm. I think she was meant to be like Scorpius, and then Scorpius came in after that, didn't she? Was, did she was have blue... She, was, did she come in like a smidgen before Scorpius, and then she came in a little bit more? Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's what happened there. Oh, that, that, there was so a lot of... No, happened. no. Poor. And that was a threat to Scorpius, you see. Poor peacekeeper Barbie. That would no. But she looked hot. They, she looked she? very. Well, they used to they used to hire hotties. Thanks. <laughs> My other question is: it's actually a comment. Oh. For four years, we watched Farscape religiously. The production values were beyond belief. The acting, of course, was superb. And the writing you could cry from. We in our real life use Farscape words. I call my kids trelks, and, what, and that's a piece of dren, and oh, frell you. <laughs> what I would like, and I even have tattoos of the uncharted territory oh and tremendous space. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My, my question is it ended so terribly and we waited so long for the movie what happened to the production values and the writing and the makeup we were just devastated and Dargo should not have been killed well you never actually you, you well, never actually saw blade, him so yeah, that's our argument blade, you know he gave the call to blade yeah it was all a bit intense so was it was it too a fast run is oh, that what no, happened so bad it was I thought we were ripped off with the Peacekeeper Wars. I thought originally they, well, first of all, it generic. never should have been, well, we're biased, but I thought, I thought it definitely had another couple of series in it. And then, uh, and then with Peacekeeper Wars, they kind of pitched it to us like it was a movie, like a full-length feature, and we thought, well, this is pretty amazing. And it was purely from the love of the fans that had brought it back. That, like, the whole sets were ripped apart. Yep. Animatronics were sent back, and it was only, seriously, and even people 
at conventions would ask us, do you think it's going to come back? And we'd be like, no, guys, no, seriously, let they're it not going to. Let it go. And you guys persisted and it yep. came back. So hopefully we can milk a feature film out of them. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Oh, and thank, thank you. you for four wonderful years. And be nice to your husband when you get home. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Throw him. Throw him a crumb. Throw him a crumb. <laughs> but what did you think about Peacekeeper? I thought it was a bit generic. But I feel bad for saying that. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's all right. I Nobody's watching that. you anyway, David. <laughs> it's just between you and me. <laughs> Thank goodness this might end up on YouTube. Phew. <laughs> 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 okay, love the series. Very sad when it ended. Um, was there one practical joker on this set, and what did they do? Anthony. Because I... I no, because I didn't have anything to do with him. I'll do it. You do it. Go on. Go well, on. Whenever you do there it. was this one time, uh, any time Anthony was on set, he would just, I don't know whether it was his um, cope, cope mechanism to, with putting up with all those full-on prosthetics and stuff. Like what those guys went through was amazing. I think the, uh, the Virginia and I had an extensive makeup and at times it was challenging in certain aspects, but when that you got, had to wear prosthetics, oh, they're just awful. They'd, they stink and they stick to you and you can't hear anything and they go up your nose and in your ears and feel like they're strangling you, but I love prosthetics. <laughs> but so for Ant to wear that day in and day out and Naranti and all those amazing characters was just so phenomenal. So maybe it was um, a way of helping him deal with that really intense prosthetic, but he... Like he, he would often we'd have often have group scenes where he when he became captain would be like the close up would be on him and we'd all be standing where you guys are and for his close up he was amazing and would be the warrior and all that kind of business and then it would turn around and be looking at us and he would be beside the camera and this obscenities that would come out of his mouth and we were all there trying to be you know react to the proper speech uh, yes he, he was definitely the main joker on set. It was great doing sex scenes with him. Just great. <laughs> oh, you think it's funny, do you, wise guy? <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. Wait a minute. Wow. Oh, hello. hello. Is that a Wella, Wella do? do they, they have That's that a over, do and a half, isn't it? Do they have that over here, Wella? Or Pantene? Won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Because you're worth it. Because you're worth it? Because you're worth it. Who's that cover girl? I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. But great hair. Thank you. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> Part of what, uh, for me, and I'm sure for many of the fans, was so endearing and kept us watching for so long is on various, on varying degrees, all of the characters seem to be very much loose cannons. And I was wondering, on a very tight production schedule, which as much as you have to do, how much of the scenes were actually improv? How, how often did you as actors get to play and really just kind of go nuts and add some of that um, energy to your scenes? I didn't really get to go nuts much. Because <laughs> what, 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 what always seemed to happen with us was because the command carrier was... That was the only set that was always up. So they always were shooting that first. Um, and within the bound, within the, the the boundaries of the script, we only occasionally, re, like, I mean, we'd be free to play. But it, it, it was, the scripts were so good. Often, like, I think you may agree with me. You may not. I, f I feel like you get employed to make some something that's pretty drossy, reasonable. And but with this, it was for, it was really pretty tight. So. I know ben, ben probably ad-libbed yeah, the, most, the most, and that was good because he was a human looking at the space creatures, so he was coming at it from a very human perspective. And then I think as we went along, we got more artistic license, and, like, Neri originally was meant to be my sister and because at the time I was having my little brother had just been sent off to boarding school, so there was a whole well of full-on sad emotion there and I asked the producers if and the writers if Neri could be a brother instead of a sister because I felt like I could draw on it more and they're like yep so if you had good ideas about yeah, your character that's that true was, if you had good ideas they, they would run with them because yeah, you were doing uh, you were that character for so long yep. they trusted our yep. opinions which is very 
very cool. And um, on set, just the way that we interpreted things, like <laughs> they, they would pretty much let you do anything, whether it be the fight sequences. I mean, obviously they were choreographed, but the movements between them and and uh, if you're uh, absolutely yeah, like uh, all, there's so many little things that would just define the, the character bit by bit. Like there'd be, I remember there was one episode with the. The blue, there were blue, blue criminals. I can't remember. And there was a vault that was getting shut, and someone got stuck in the one of the. Someone got stuck in the um, the, the vault door, and, and so I said, "Oh, Brecker would love to walk over him to get out." <laughs> so you know, and all stuff like that was that, that was informed by your character was, was all systems go. And I was watching an episode where he's like uh, Crichton's floating through space, and he's like you know, 10 bottles of whatever, you know, that, and I'm pretty sure that he made that stuff up. I don't think they would have written that. And he's singing, you know, 10 bottles oh, of whatever. He, and he would do, like, I remember in one scene, he's, he's going to Bracker, does my bum look big in this? <laughs> I don't think that was scripted. Don't think that was scripted. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. I love his hair. You are hot. Look at you. Oh. Yeah, beautiful, babe. You look beautiful. Thank you. Where are those boots from? Um, I made them. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Don't, please, question. Okay. So <laughs> I was just really curious. There was the entire series of Farscape, and then they went into Peacekeeper Wars, and then there's been the creation of the comics as well. There was a lot of rumors a few years ago about going into the Hynerian universe and, like, expanding on Rigel and his kingdom and how they were going to make it a webisode series, and they keep saying that it's going to happen, and it hasn't. Do you have any idea what happened to that? Well, that would be, I had, I know absolutely zilch, nothing. You know more than me. What do you know? You didn't get the memo? No. Oh, nothing? What? No. Well, I, we've been shooting for, like, a month now. Can, can you imagine? I've, I've actually dreamt that. When a show was cancelled and I had a dream that they just cancelled me, but they told the whole show, that, oh, it's, you know, we're not going ahead for another season. And then I was like in the dream, like rocking up at this location and everyone was working. I'm like, hey guys, what are you doing? <laughs> They're like, um, just shooting a show. <laughs> Uh, we were in Germany. I was in Germany just a couple of weekends ago, and Ben and Claude were there. And, and Ben got asked that question, and he said that he and Brian are still qu quite close, and that they were actually talking about. They're still talking about it. So who knows? Like when I was in LA after um, my wedding last year, uh, Brian called me up and he goes, "Okay, you know, we're going to do some. We're going to bring back Farscape." I'm like, "Holy." crap, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do these mini-sodes. I was like, oh, man, come yeah. on. We've gone from like a series to a mini-series to mini-sodes. Come on. To so puppet show. I definitely think that, yeah, sock puppets. That's it. <laughs> Take that, Jana. To a mini sock. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, I still think it has legs, but, you know, I, now I'm looking at your legs. I still think it. I still think it has definitely the potential to be made into Certainly something potential. more. Potential. We'll, we'll see if they ever follow through. Right. Hopefully, it will involve us rat bags. <laughs> it will just be the Rigel show. Before we're too old, <laughs> we'll be rocking up yeah. with our walkers. Give us a kiss. <laughs> Split my dacks. <laughs> okay. Basically. Okay. Would you, if you had the chance to, want to be your characters? No, no way, you... Jose. <laughs> Not a chance. No way. They're good, they're, like they're good in outer space, aren't they? Like they're good them. in tormented space. But it would be like, oh, no. it's fun, though. I, like, I love them when I'm, because you, you have to like who you are. I mean, but objectively, no. Ooh. <laughs> Hang on, let me think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry. Is that Josh 2.0? Joshua Tree! <laughs>
So Farscape was kind of known for having a multitude of episodes where the characters would be acting a bit unusual for any number of reasons. But I was wondering if there were any lines of dialogue or scenes in particular off the top of your head where you felt the character was not acting as they should be and there was really no justification for it. Oh, no, there was justification for it, but I haven't answered that question. When Bracca got... I don't know why I've got my hand up. <laughs> this is my panel. <laughs> I'm the boss. <laughs> um, I remember... What was the question? <laughs> Because I haven't answered. I don't know if it's relevant anymore. Well, I just mean I'm wondering if any there were you were reading the script and you thought that doesn't really sound like my character. Oh yeah, 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 it. yeah. When Bracker got possessed by the screech, because he was possessed by the screech, so it wasn't him. <laughs> ah, he thought I didn't know about the show, but I do. Because <laughs> he had this thing that was like a. What did you have? It was like a cane toad kind of thing. As you do. <laughs> And it went, so when the budget, they were running out of money, <laughs> oh, yeah. you put this cane to it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> and that enabled somebody, I think maybe Grazer? Or... Oh, you knew about the show. I do, kind of. <laughs> and that enabled, he, he got possessed by a screech. Don't look at me. Oh, no, it was great. <laughs> and I remember Rebecca saying, what happens when you're possessed by the screech? What, how do you sound? What happens? And this is just before we were filming. I said, I don't know, I'll tell you in about four minutes. Action. And so you just have to make a decision about what happens when you're possessed by a screeth. Because I've lived, you know, quite a life. A lot of rich experiences, but I have never actually been possessed by a screeth. What? No. Tr- that, I had a- to imagine that. Really? Yes. That wasn't drawing on... He's such a talented actor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that was, that was, that, that's an answer to your question. Not just a pretty face. I'm feeling very smug. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome, Josh. <laughs> All right, guys. I think have... I made it, his world a little warmer, a little better. <laughs> we have about 10 more minutes with these beautiful people, so let's get up there and stand in line to ask some questions. I've heard of uh, many different actors having different ways to keep them in character when they're off screen. I was wondering if either one of you or anyone else in the cast had any odd things that they did to keep them in character other than just you know their makeup i would do like the opposite i did like a nudie calendar when i was bored at work and <laughs> very unbracker because it's literally because they'd be so like the screen there was such a long lot of long time between setups it's like i get bored so <laughs> let's straddle this cannon yeah and then <laughs> And then you know how expensive it is to film. All the crew were going around get lighting it, lighting, lighting my nudie calendar and getting props. So that's what I would do. Which you do. can purchase from the uh, yes. store today. <laughs> so, um, so that's really the opposite to what... What did you do? Is there anything that you... I think I'm odd in general. So yeah. I, it, one of the normal things I did is the, is the question. Not much. None. All odd. All, all odd. Um... Uh, music is a big thing for me for characters. Um, it's really interesting. A lot of time, you know that phrase, art imitates life or vice versa, and that happens a lot. Like yeah, sometimes, yeah, you know, you get an audition, like a random audition, and yeah. I go, this is sp- I, I feel like spooky. I just had a dream about yeah. that, or I feel like, yeah. wasn't I just talking about that yeah. the other day? Like it's weird, interesting. They parallel. Yeah, a little bit. Totally, and if you're dealing with some intense stuff in your life, you know, and then sure enough, a scene will so you pop have to up, and that up. yeah, and it's actually quite good therapy I found because, you know, you can just—it's a safe place to be whoever you want and release whatever you need to release, as long as you know that your objective in the scene is, is yeah, you're you fulfilling know, that. You're f- fulfilling that. So it's actually by the end of the day, you'd be exhausted, but it kind of felt good to get rid of a lot of junk as well. But, uh, yeah, music is great, and that will happen a lot, is that a random so- I'll hear a random song like that, Rihanna song, Stay. I'm like, oh, my God, that is such a beautiful song. And then I got an audition the next day, and it was so relevant to that, that song. So I just put my little headphones in before, and it was really interesting. Like the, uh, They were running like two hours late for the audition, and actors were stomping around and getting angry, and I was just thinking, this is bloody perfect because you can really be relaxed by the time your name's called and I just stuck in my headphones and just zoned in and 
I haven't got the call yet, but I'm sure I got it. <laughs> and that was two years ago. She's so yeah. still waiting. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, but music's thank a good you. in. It's a familiar-looking shirt. shirt. Yes. <laughs> this uh, question is for Mr. Franklin. What? Quiet, please. <laughs> Braca. Quiet, please. Thank you. Yes. Braca evolved over the four years to such an extent. And Crace said to him that he was the consummate peacekeeper. What do you think that meant? He was a smart politician. He, he played every side to... Anyone he was dealing with was the most important person at the time, and he managed to tiptoe through peacekeeper minefield, and he was making it to the other side, which no one else managed to do without losing limbs or getting vaporized or turned into goop. So... It was actually quite extraordinary, his, that skill, because he was kind of flying under the radar. Very good. Good answer, David. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Ten out of ten. See, I did Go watch star. the show. <laughs> I did learn. Oh, we have another important question. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, this question is due to my grandma. Uh, what do you think happened to Bracken when the season, or when the... Um, show ended. Uh, what do you think would have? Did you th do you think he would have like ruled the world or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> King of the universe. He was going. He was going places. Something probably would have happened though. Something nasty. But he always survives. Like cockroaches and Bracca. <laughs> you know, he'd be impervious to raid. <laughs> And they were going to do a backstory episode. They had up on the whiteboard for season five. They were having a backstory episode. Oh, season five. No, but we can imagine what happened. He must have had a very, very sad childhood. <laughs> so I, I think he would have. I think he would have gone because he was he was captain, and I think he would have had a trajectory upwards. So thank you very much for your question. Minnesota. Minnesota. Thank you, Grandma. Chicken. <laughs> what? Grandma was a chicken. She could have come up too. We could have had two people. What? That's not nasty. That's not nasty. Grandma will come yes, and slap me yes. later. Yes, may we help you? Uh, he's talking. I didn't want to interfere. Oh, you know, right. he's he's talking talking right me. <laughs> Everyone else does. Aww. Yes, sir. Do either one of you have a favorite episode that you like to film? And if Bracca had to go one-on-one -on -one with Chiana and she had no backup, do you think you could take her? Oh, good luck, Ooh. buddy. Good luck. Ooh. You and the screeth. What if I put a screeth on you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that a promise? <laughs> Ooh la la. See? <laughs> I reckon he'd be a real goer. What was your favorite ep? It ended up being on. It ended up being being a trailer for for. It ended up being in the DVD. It, it, no, it ended up being in last week's episode, but it was because because it was the B storyline. But I can't. I, it was, I can't remember. But I'm sure it was good. Um, I really liked uh, Decker Returns because I thought that was the only one. So that was my. Probably my all-time favourite because I just was like, it was oh, a beginning, middle, and an end. Taking the stone, they're all Tiana episodes, of course. <laughs> I like the princess, the the princess, princess. Look at the princess. Bride. Look at the princess. Princess bride. That's no, not that's another, No, but there was a princess thing. There was a two-part episode. Oh yeah, look at the princess. Look at the, I think. whatever that was. Maltese one. Crichton and the kisses, but a kiss and all that bizzo. No, not that one. <laughs> it was a two-part episode. Yeah, and I like that one. Down on the planet, and everyone was in red dresses. Well, the I don't remember that. <laughs> Is that where you were green? No, different one, different one. <laughs> so knowledgeable. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you something, but now I forgot. Come on, just between you and me. Oh, just for a minute. Well, last night when yeah. we got into the hotel room, yeah. nothing. Hey, come on. <laughs> come on, babe. Come, come on, on, babe. Tell me. Sorry. Um, also, uh, John Quixote, because that was Trippy Taka. And, um, I know what episode I wanted to be in. Which, the cartoon one? 
apart from that one. <laughs> the one, which was the one where everyone swapped over, like in oh. Gilligan's Island. What was it called? That Out one. Out of their minds. Out of their minds. Because I always remember Gilligan's Island. Do you remember where they all got in the brain machine and they all got switched over? I think I was too young to watch And then the there was this person dressed as... Shut up. Thought <laughs> <laughs> I snuck that in there. There was a person dressed as Scorpius. And they came up to me and they were like, it was freaky. This person came up to me and then they, they went like this with their tongue. I know that tongue. That's Claude. That, she does it. We went she, to Mexico together. I that, know that tongue, tongue and I went to Mexico <laughs> together. Oh, yes. They were the days. <laughs> I would have liked to have been, yeah, that would have been fun. In Mexico? Yeah, Mexico yeah. sounds hot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. Um, for both of you. And I apologize in advance if anything's been under my radar, but. Most of what you guys do is, I, I, got, I know Gigi, especially you do Australian television, which we don't get to see. Are you working on anything which may come to these shores I, or that you, you know? I've would... been doing lots of audio books. Did I tell you that? I've been doing lots of audio books. The, the porn you're talking no, about? No, it's not porn. It's legit. Oh, oh, it's I don't legit. do that anymore. Oh, oh, okay. Jack Hammer was, I don't, he's dead. He's dead to me. <laughs> Jack Hammer, no more. No, I've been doing lots of audio books, which has been terrific. I've really, really... Sound like this. Oh, oh. They're, <laughs> they're real. Can't take me anywhere. You get them on Amazon.com. Oh, <laughs> which, I've re- at, which I've enjoyed doing very, very much. Because you get to be the boss. You get to, got to tell the whole story, beginning to end. You're responsible for telling the story. It's what great fun. What are the books fun. about? Oh, I did um, Albert of Adelaide. Oh, Albert. And they had that. They had it on. They had the book on display in West Hollywood Library. And I went. I was walking in the library. and Went. Oh, I did the. I did the audio book for that. I did the. the. Nobody cared at all. And Brad Pitt turns around and goes, "Really? That's great." <laughs> Nobody. But Come I've, yeah, on, I've done a bit. Been doing it about eight, eight audio books this year, which I've really enjoyed. And what else? Uh, oh. Commercials? Short, I, I think of commercials as short films. <laughs> Stories that need to be told. <laughs> David did this cool commercial and I was like, at, back in Australia and it's like, can you do a bit of it? The one about the ancestry. My folks owned a pub. Yeah. He goes, hello, my name's Bob. I'm my like, name's Bob. Jeez, that looks like David. <laughs> oh, if you want to check out your family tree, do what I did. I didn't realise that my great, great, great granddad... Why I'm, am I saying it? You, you did it. You do it better than me. <laughs> and then he goes, my great-great-grandfather or something owns a pub. And I immediately email him. I go, I knew I, I loved you for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> she wouldn't give me the time of day otherwise. <laughs> and now I'm the, now I'm the you know, the um, progressive, the two losers in the progressive insurance ads, the, the, the other company? Like, oh, Pantalala, pants on fire. I'm one of them, one of the losers for Australia. <laughs> one of the loser insurance, I should be the winning insurance company. Um, and you've been a busy, busy, busy beaver. So, uh, wrong choice wrong. of words, bad choice of words. <laughs> Next question. No. I went uh, to, oh no, I won't. Um, uh, I worked on, uh, uh, I worked on a show called Rescue Special Ops, and that was yeah. Was awesome. that fun? That was heaps Did you do fun. lots of stunts? Awesome stunts, like hung off the side of Sydney Tower and got washed down storm drains and got blown up. It was pretty much... And that was just on her way to work. Totally. Totes. <laughs> amazed. And then um, I worked on a show called Tricky Business, which was like a family drama, and that was a bit of fun. And at the moment, um, and in between all that, because we do a lot of these conventions, and I adore you guys so much, and I wanted to give something back to you guys because you've you've supported me for so long so I've recorded some tunes and I've uh, worked on uh, directing a little short film which is funnily enough is about an actress that works on a sci-fi and some crazy that thing must that have goes, been a stretch drawing yeah it was very stretchy uh, and then um, uh, so I've got was recording some music and everything and my brother and I are, are, have created a little production company 
Uh, yeah, and we're working on a, a comedy show and music videos and, and here's my little plug. If you want to check out where I'm at, you can uh, log in to gigiedgley.com. And on that, I've got a Twitter page and a Facebook and everything, and I update it all the time. Like, I updated it, I don't know if any of you guys saw it, like 3 a.m. this morning. Because these guys, I don't even know because I haven't met the organiser yet, but did you get a cupcake? Yeah, it was yummy. Oh, my God. It was yummy, delicious. So I was delicious. so jet-lagged and so hungry, and I'm like, do I eat? Do I drink? Do I share? What do I do? And there's this cupcake that looked like, oh, my So I take a photo, and I'm like, I better not eat it because I'm, you know, trying to lose a couple of pounds what? and then I, and then boo, like two seconds later boo. Oh, don't you two seconds anyway. later it's I look ridiculous. at it and someone had eaten it uh, you must have seen Schmidt. <laughs> I did like a before and after shot and I put it on Facebook <laughs> like uh, party for one <laughs> my hotel warming party um, but um, uh, tomorrow I'm doing a talk about Lantern City and it's a, a show based on the steampunk culture. And it's Bruce Boxleitner, Mira Ferlin, Raphael Sparge. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing these guys' names correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, Gigi Edgley. Oh, she's great, oh, that she's Gigi Edgley. she's a hottie I'll watch anything she's Cupcake in. schmeared on her face. Um, and uh, we're doing a, a thing, I think it's 12 o'clock tomorrow. And, uh, and one of the writers, uh, Matthew, will be there. And uh, we're creating a show called Lantern City. Um, it's also got, a, if you go lanterncity.com, uh, fans can become involved with it and you can uh, put your ideas towards the scripts or costumes and props as well. So there's a little project on the side that we're trying to get up. And so I think that busy. they were pitching it to HBO. So oh. please, universe, please, please, please. So we'll see how we go. But yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure that we could all go on and on and on, but we're... Actually, that's all the time we have for today. Oh, Jenny. Jenny, I used to like you. (laughs) You're dropped. Thank you, guys. (laughs) But you know what? You should join these guys downstairs. They're going to be doing autographs and photo ops. And then check out Gigi's panel tomorrow. Let's give them a big round of applause. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you you for coming. And, And it's a fantastic convention. Let's keep it nice. Hi there, this is Scott Johnson from the Morning Stream, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.